Welcome once again to the Lifehouse Beloved podcast. I'm joined by Lena again. Hi, Lena. Hello. Uh, we talk, we're continuing on, t- on today with our series, No Cross, No Crown, and looking basically at the cost of following Jesus, which is to pick up your cross. And we, we're trying to unpack for you what that might look like. And last, the last two weeks, we've covered um, the first point, which was what, what would your particular cross maybe be? And that varies from person to person. And it varies in your own life from season to season. So the second point we look at, want to look at today is what am I to do with my cross? And Jesus says we to take it up and follow after him. That's what we to do with it. So the first point we want to look at is that we are deliberately to take it up. It's actually a choice involved in picking up that cross. Let's hear from Lena what she has to say about this. Yeah. Um, so we need to focus on running our own race well and the path set before us. Um, you know, we're not, not trying to run in someone else's lane because that looks better to us. We're deliberate about taking up our cross and what Jesus wants us to carry. So, and, and we need to remember too that what we see on the outside of someone else's life doesn't always reveal the full picture of what's going on. They might look like they're walking down easy street, but you don't know the turmoil and the battles that they might be facing in their own life. That's exactly, that's such a good point, Lena. And, you know, as Lena's saying there, you don't know the price that they've paid to be where they are and who they are in the Lord and where they are at that stage of Mm. ministry. Um, You know, particularly if there's someone ahead of you, they would have paid prices to get there. And and as she said, we've got to be so careful that we're not looking at someone else's life or their lifestyle and looking at their ministry in particular and coveting what isn't ours. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I heard a quote just saying what you're saying. We didn't, you know, we don't know what they've walked in or, how, you know, what, what they've gone through to get there. But I read a quote, and I won't get it exactly right, but it gives a gist of it, that if everybody came and brought their life and their problems and their experience and threw it all together in a pile, you probably still want to just pick up your own and run. You know? <laughs> so as Lena said, we don't know the cost that, you know, that they've had to bear to get where they are in the Lord. And, you know, he's got something specific for you. He's got a cross that's tailor-made for you. And so the best to be the best you can be and the most successful and the most obedient means just following what his specific path is for you, not hankering after um, what someone else has and, and not trying to choose your own cross yeah. You know, I want to have the same life or the same ministry as this person, and so I'm trying to choose my own cross or pining after something else or, you know, I don't want it to this to be my hard time. I want it to be like that. Or this person's got a better story than me or whatever, something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, we need to look at our attitude while we're going undergoing circumstances so we don't actually cause our trials to be increased. Yes. Um don't confuse the consequences of sin with a trial to build your character. Exactly. Yeah, I've you know I've been in conversations with people in the past talking about you know the trials that they've undergone to you know it's hope that you don't have to do this one day. Da da da. da sort of talking to me about that, but going away is like, well, hang on a minute. What you're going through is actually consequences from your own sin. It's not actually a trial that will you know, build your ministry sort of thing. Yes. It's just the fallout from bad behaviour. Um, yeah, so we need to not confuse those two issues and we also need to look at our attitude, that we, um, our behaviour, that we're not being stubborn, we're not mm. sulking, um, we're not having a bad attitude to what we're doing and thereby extending any circumstance or trial. 
That's a really good point, that whole thing as well of extending, you know, you can. And, and what Lena's saying is so important. You can actually be going through a hard time, which is solely of your own making because of sin issues in your life. And, yeah, don't confuse that with the cross that God's asking you to, to carry. And, you know, if you've got a rights-based entitlement Christian, it's inevitable that there's going to be hidden habitual sin in their life. And when that gets exposed by the work of, of the Holy Spirit and, and they respond incorrectly to that, um, then, is, then his disciplining of you, actually, that's where you make a cross out of your own sin, you know, because if he's disciplining you and trying to show you the right way and you don't respond correctly to that, you get into a sulk or you run away or whatever, that is where you make a cross out of your own sin. So you're carrying something unnecessarily um, it's a burden and a weight, and it's something of your own doing. And so that's just really an important point. Yeah, whenever I'm struggling with um, a task that I have to do for Jesus and, you know, getting resentful about what I'm doing, I always have to stop and remember I'm not doing this for me, it's yep. not for my benefit, but it's for Jesus, yep. and I'll do anything for him. Um, you know, I've used this example so many times, but, you know, cleaning toilets... Yep. I don't want some non-believer walking through the gate who doesn't have the maturity to know what's important and not important and to walk into the toilets and be, these are disgusting and I'm not coming back to this place again. That that sort of thing, like those yeah. little things that are unseen and um, they're not the big, fun, special, fancy things. I will not do anything like that that will get in the way of someone coming to know Jesus. Yeah, no, that's right. So you're not going to be putting a stumbling block in someone's way. Um, that's really important. And, and, and another really important thing to look at when we, we deliberately taking up our cross, we counting it, is not to murmur at the cross that's been appointed to us. And, um, you know, if you look an example in the scriptures of this is where God was leading the children of Israel out of captivity and what were they continually doing? They were murmuring, grumbling, complaining. It didn't matter what, you know when they were murmuring about not having food and, and he gave them manna and then they're murmuring about, you know, they want meat and hankering back to Egypt and he gave them quail. And so they're constantly complaining and grumbling. And, you know, if, if you go back before they left, I mean, you know, that's what they'd been, you know, murmuring about being slaves. And so God now sends Moses to, you know, lead them out. And so they were murmuring and complaining at the cross appointed to them. And you know, it's the same for us. Our journey from slavery in the world to our ultimate prize, which is heaven, entails us running a race, and it's got obstacles, it's got challenges. And if we're continually complaining about being on that team to run the race, then we've really got the Israelites in the desert as a stern warning to us. The Bible tells us as well we need to count all joy. We need to run that race with endurance. You know, we're soldiers, we're not citizens. There's so many analogies in the Bible. And so, yeah, anything to add? Yeah, just remembering um, that we reap what we sow into our life. Yep, yep. And, you know, murmuring and complaining is really bad. Look what happened when, when Miriam and Aaron were doing that against, you know, against Moses. So it's really, because really when you're murmuring and complaining, you're actually doing it against God. So it's just really not a good place to be. 
Um, the next thing I have under, like, deliberately taking up your cross is we're not to despise it. And I suppose that's partly sort of the, almost the same point as not murmuring about it. Um, we just need to not despise it. Like Lena said, it's not to consider something beneath us maybe or, you know, too lowly to do, like, you know, cleaning the toilets if that's what we're called to. We've got to just see it as an honour to serve God in whatever capacity he chooses. And, you know, he will put us in places that maybe we wouldn't like to be in. And, you know, that will be part of our training and, and for a season. Mm. Um, and so often I think maybe my generation a bit more than other people, but we can often talk about how, well, this isn't, this isn't my gifting, I don't feel passionate about this, I don't feel called to this area yes. and so I don't want to I don't want to do that. Um but we've got to remember that you know sometimes we get the rubbish work um as our training ground as our character building training ground for the awesome stuff yeah, that we exactly. do feel a you know passionate burning for sort of things. That's such a good point Lena and, and just um you know what you're saying I just think about you know, we take, you know, the Bible says we have got a responsibility as well as leaders for the sheep that are under us and, you know, the people that are entrusted to our care. And we take that really seriously. And, you know, if we are releasing people into ministry and allowing you to, to minister, whether it be preaching or whatever, maybe some of the things that we consider more upfront, you know, better than cleaning toilets or whatever, really, are we going to trust you to speak right into people's lives and into their hearts if we've seen a really stinking attitude with, you know, asking you to do other little things? I mean, if we've seen a bad attitude there, why on earth, when we're accountable for this flock, would we actually allow you or let you loose on people? Mm. And it's really important to remember that, you know, that these are God's precious children. And just if you don't have a good attitude, then, you know, there's no way that, you know, we'd be letting you speak into people's lives and, and do a lot of the stuff you do. So, yeah, that's really important. Um, another thing to consider when we take up our cross is that we need to not faint under it. And for me, this is the, like, suck it up princess principle, um, you know, and uh, we need to not faint under it. We need to not fall beneath it or we need to not run from it. And And, you know, I've said before as well that, Unfortunately, the society we live in is just such an enablement society and, and there's a whole generation growing up with with not learning resilience. You know, there's the whole um, move away from accepting responsibility for your own behaviour and, you know, projecting it on and it's not your fault or whatever. So we just, you know, um, the next point that we're talking about under where you're deliberately taking up your cross is that we're not to faint under our cross, fall beneath it or run from it and... I guess for me this faint under it part is just really the, the principle of suck it up, princess. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the the society that we live in is, you know, there's a lot of enablement and, and the whole generation of being raised up without resilience and, and accountability for yourself. And so sometimes if, if things are too hard, we maybe give up too easily instead of, you know, realising it's going to build resilience and we need to to just suck it up and basically do what's called, you know, to do and not fall beneath it as well because, you know, sometimes it can feel, you know, it is hard and the weight of it, but the Bible tells us as well and that's where our relationship with Christ comes in that we are to cast our burdens on him and, and he'll be with us and he'll help us carry it and we really mm. need to go to him when it feels too heavy and too much to cope yeah. with. And well, how much more rewarding is something you've worked hard Exactly. For rather than something that's just easily given to you. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to be able, we talked uh, earlier about the weight of ministry or carrying your calling or whatever, 
it's just like physically like your body, if you're going to be um, carrying something heavy, you need to actually build up your muscle strength. And it's the same in the spiritual and carrying your cross is doing that, building up your muscle strength for doing those things that God's called you yeah. to do. I, I'm not sure like a, a lot I'm not sure a lot of people realize just the the weight of that. I remember the first time um I was um my leader was going on holidays and so I was acting up as the the leader in my, in my ministry and as soon as that happened I felt like a weight like settle on me and it's actually you know for our for our leaders we just totally need to honor them and do all that we can can to um make their burden lighter because it, it is it's physically emotionally spiritually there's, there's a it's a drain it is a heavy weight that they carry for us uh, on a daily basis yeah and I think that's important because it is it's that definitely that spiritual weight and you know it's good that you felt it because it's hard to describe isn't it but yeah you know it when you feel it um, and, and just part of that as well is that you know I mentioned I think last time that we're part of a team and the Holy Spirit's the captain and, you know, so we need to just, yeah, go to him. And the Bible tells us not to be weary in doing good, so not to faint under it. And the Bible also tells us, if we if we go to that part there, I said that we need to not run from our cross. The Bible tells us as well that anyone who puts their hand to the plow and then, you know, turns back isn't fit for service in the kingdom of God. And so, and, and that's part as well ties in with Jesus telling us to count the cost, you know, don't start and then turn back and... Also, the Bible says that no temptation has seized us. It's not common to man. So there's nothing that's going to be on what we can bear, although it certainly mm. feels like a lot of times that, you know, you can't bear it. But, you know, Christ, if we take it to him and he is our everything like we spoke about before, then we can bear it even when it doesn't feel like it. Because really to grow, you've got to be stretched and challenged anyway, and, and that's what it would do. You would feel stretched totally. Um, and also boldly, you know, facing up to... Oh, sorry, I've just jumped ahead. Have you got anything else to add? I've just jumped to the next point. No, no, but that's fine. We right, so, okay. Yeah, so, so what else we do cross. to do with our cross? We've got to boldly face it. And I love what Charles Spurgeon says here. He says, you know, boldly face it because it is only a wooden cross after all. That's just a lovely analogy, isn't it? And the Bible tells us the same thing. In other words, it says our light and momentary troubles yeah, you know, are nothing compared. So, so just even that—that that what we might think is so heavy and and difficult in the light of eternity and and the prize and the whole big picture—it's just light and momentary troubles. And we we'll never, you know, we've not had to endure what Jesus did. And so, yeah. Um, and another thing we need to think about is um, just learning to be content in all things. Yes. Yeah, when we're, we're facing it, being content with. Whatever it is that we're going through, being content and having that attitude of um, thanksgiving and praise always yeah. on our lips. And just, um, I'd just like to read you another quote um, from Charles Spurgeon. That's it's really, you know, that where he says it's only a wooden cross after all. Listen to this. I love this. Let not the righteous dread the cross, for it will not crush them. It may be painted with iron colours by fears, but it's not made of that heavy metal. We can bear it, and we bear it right joyously. That's lovely, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next thing under there as well is just deliberately taking up your crosses that um, we are to patiently endure it for we only have to carry it a little way. 
What do yeah. you what do you think of that? Yeah. So two Corinthians four sixteen to eighteen says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Okay. Yep. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So when we're enduring and we're going through trials, going through, um, you know, we're bearing our cross and we're struggling with that, what we need to do is we're fixing our eyes on the unseen. We're fixing our eyes on Jesus. We're fixing our eyes on our home. Um, We're fixing our, our eyes on you know our eternal, our eternal goal, our eternal reward. Um, yeah, it's a momentary and light affliction what we're going through in comparison to our heavenly reward, which goes on and on without yeah. end, eternity without end. And that's uh, I only have to carry it a little way. You know, the, this for us is like the whole scheme of you know everything is now, and we see this time on earth as you know all there is, but it is as you say in the light of eternity, just a short time. And you know what? I really think that. When we get there and we see him face to face, we're going to just think, I wish I hadn't complained or I wish I could have done more or, you know, I could have carried more when we just realise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's the thing. We don't want to get to the end of our life with those regrets and still having something in the tank. We just want to be totally, completely finished. Yes. Couldn't have done another day. Yes. Because we've just spent ourselves on exactly. Jesus. Exactly. Love that. Yeah, just actually, yeah. Um, and the next thing as well, when we what we do with our crosses, we we need to cheerfully resign ourselves to it for my for our Lord appoints. In other words, it again talks about that attitude and that accepting. And um, the scripture that springs to mind there is all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and call according to His purpose. So, no matter what the circumstance looks like or what your particular cross is, to really um, realize and believe that you know God is in control. Nothing is a curveball. Nothing's a shock for Him. And just to really, I'm not saying accept a bad circumstance for the circumstance. Do you know what I mean? I'm saying like accept that God is good all the time yeah. and that He's in control. And so whatever it is, He's aware of it, and we can go through it. Yeah, you know, so often we can sit through a circumstance and um. We're in the midst of it so we don't kind of see the overall plan, but God sees the overall plan and at the time we may regret going through, you know, whatever it is and that is happening to us, but, you know, later on down the track we look back and go, oh, I learnt this and this and this from it, you know, so it's we need to kind of take that and take that attitude going into things rather than just having it on the outside, oh, that was great because I learnt this. Yeah. Like let's let's go in with that attitude. Yeah. yeah. And I had something brilliant to add to that, and it was so brilliant. It's gone, <laughs> it's gone no, straight to heaven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so from my lips to God's ears. But yeah, no, that's right. Just attitude is everything, isn't it? And and just that patiently enduring it. And and I think there's well patience and enduring. You know, they sort of almost sound passive, and it's not that passive resignation. You know, being patient and enduring is still active. No, yeah, it's active stand. Yeah. In that the attitude, in the mindset. That's right. Yep, so you're having that mindset. So that's that's really important. Hey, um, and another thing as well with picking up the cross that we've got to, you know, you pick it up obediently to follow Christ with it. It's not, you know, we need to be careful. We could get so wrapped up in what the cross is or the problem or the circumstance that we just keep our eyes on that. 
mm. and on the cross instead of really realising that, you know, we're not going to stay there with it and, and under the weight and just be, you know, stagnant. We're actually picking it up for a reason as hard as it is to actually going to keep falling. And as, you know, again, if you think, you know, I think of exercise and stuff, um, you know, we have a gym here and all the young people, you know, you're picking up and although it's hard and each step might feel hard, you know, you get stronger, don't you? You just mm-hmm. know what that feeling's like as you're taking those steps and just what an honour to be treading in his steps. As, you know, he's set the example he's gone before and he's done this. Mm. Um, Romans 6 says, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. So we're under grace now. So we can obediently follow Christ and know that we're free. We're free in that. Um, And it's, yeah. It's an honour. Yep, it is. That's it. That's all about perspective, isn't it? Yep. Um, I just want to read you another quote that I just oh, really struck me. I think it's beautiful. Um, I ought to be thankful that I only have to bear it and that it does not bear me. That's beautiful, isn't it? Because Jesus, his cross bore him because he had to die on it, you know. Um, so it's not going to kill you. Yeah. It might. It's really a royal burden, but it's a privilege, isn't it? It's all about attitude. So what we've just talked about basically today is what are we to do with our cross? And and Jesus tells us we've got to take it up and we've got to follow him. And so we looked at like you've got to deliberately take it up. So again, it's talking to that choice that he tells us we need to make. Uh, And, you know, the important things to remember there as well is that we're not to to hanker after what someone else has or what their cross is. We don't get to choose it for ourselves um, and then we also talked about not to make a cross of your own. And, and, Lena, and Lena explained that sometimes, you know, we could be in sin. And so we make a cross for ourselves that's actually not from God. And, you know, uh, just something else I'd like to mention there is that you can identify these types of crosses by statements that, you know, might be coming out of your mouth. Um, so things like, why is this happening to me all the time? I go to church, I pay my tithes. Why is this always happening? Why is God doing this to me? That kind of thing, you know, if you're talking like that about a circumstance or a repeating circumstance, that would definitely be a sin cross because it's something in your behavior that, you know, you're not handling things properly or whatever and, and making it for yourself. And... Um, we talked about, yeah, we're not to murmur at what it is and, and really it's all about having that attitude of thanksgiving and cheerfulness and also really knowing that God is good all the time. Mm-hmm. No matter what it looks like or what happens, God is good, God is good all the time. And and we're also not to faint under our cross, under our cross fall beneath it or run from it. We need to you know, that God will always use these opportunities to strengthen us and to teach us and to build character. And so if you're running from it, then that's not happening. And you know what? You're just going to have to go through that again. So, you know, really see it as an opportunity to learn and grow. And although it is heavy, it is weight-bearing, but it's going to strengthen you in the long run. And then we talked about that we've got to face across whatever it is. And again, knowing that he's in control, nothing surprises him. He's aware of it all. Got to patiently endure it. 
we've got to, you know, just resign ourselves to, but cheerfully, not just that quiet, you know, that oh, resignation that, oh, I have to just do this and, you know, walking dead type thing. Uh, or death warmed up walking dead. The boys are like that. <laughs> with good um, cheer. Yeah, good with show. good cheer. Oh, with good cheer, yes. I thought you were saying that's a good show. There's a show like that, isn't there? The Walking Dead or something, zombie stuff. I just I don't steer watch away. Yeah, me. <laughs> me, me neither. So. I like to get out of my car at night time <laughs> yeah. and not be stuck petrified. Exactly. So don't be like a zombie when you're walking around and letting the whole world know that you've got such a cross to bear. You know, you know people like that, how hey? it's like really walking around Beavers. and mourning with such, yeah. Sackcloths and ashes and hoovers. You would like to explain that one to the audience. Sucks the life out of the room. Yes. Nothing sucks like Electrolux, eh? Yep, so there's a good ad for them. But, yeah, so cheerfully, it's all about attitude, obediently following Christ with it. Um, so, yeah, that wraps up our point of what we to do with the cross, and hopefully that's just given you some things to think about. Do we have any challenge? Throwing you on the spot here. Um, Murmuring. Don't murmur. <laughs> Yeah, I would just say just um, but what's coming through is like a lot of like looking at your attitude as you're undergoing things. So have a think about, you know, when you're facing a trial and you're, you're facing something that you have to sacrifice for Jesus, what is your attitude? Yeah, and, and really if you, you're not sure, it's really look at what's coming out of your mouth and that will give you a pretty good, good idea of what's in your heart and what your attitude is, exactly. So thank you for joining us and if you um, just go on to www.life-house.net You can look us up there or on Facebook. Thank you, Lena. Goodbye.